Join us on the podcast that delves deep into the shadows of the unknown. We explore the enigmatic and often spine-tingling world of the supernatural, where everyday people share their personal encounters with the unexplained. From chilling ghostly apparitions to elusive cryptids, from UFO sightings and encounters with extraterrestrial beings, to the age-old battle between angels and demons, and even the darkest tales of the macabre, we've got it all. Each episode will bring you real stories, unfiltered and uncensored, as we explore the uncharted territories of your deepest fears and curiosities. So, buckle up listeners, because this podcast will push the boundaries of reality as we know it. Get ready to question everything you thought you knew. Your journey into the unknown begins now. Welcome to my paranormality. Unexplained Encounters A puzzling night from the early 90s When I was young, the neighborhood kids used to play hide-and-seek at night or capture the flag also at night. Oftentimes, we played these games pretty late at night. Our parents were okay with it as long as we didn't leave the neighborhood. It was the early 90s, and on the weekends we were basically thrown out of the house and told to play until it was bedtime. Anyway, one night after the game was over and everyone had gone home, my stepsister and I were hanging out in our front yard, just sitting on one of those green cable boxes talking. At one point, she stopped talking and pointed into the sky and asked about a hovering light that was slightly moving in place. I quickly turned around and witnessed this anomaly myself. The light, as I thought it was just a light, was faintly blue, brighter and larger than the stars around it. It moved in ways that seemed impossible, and it became apparent that it was aware we were looking at it as soon as I locked eyes on it. I don't know how to describe how I knew that. It was just an immediate feeling that it was looking right back at us. Suddenly, the light moved towards us almost in the blink of an eye. It went from being roughly double the size of a star in the sky to as bright as an airplane or helicopter searchlight instantly. There was no sound and the light didn't illuminate the surrounding area, which gave it a weird feeling. I tried to say something to my sister, but I found myself unable to speak, and I could suddenly barely move. I just remember turning my head to see my sister looking very scared, also unable to speak or move. I thought I heard a noise, and the light started shining on me, which made me turn my head back towards the object, and then I felt a piercing light basically blind me. I was like bathed in the blue light. After this, things get a bit hazy, like I was meant to not remember it, even though certain moments are as plain as any memory from that time. I was in a place that was mostly dark, but there were lights that seemed to hover by themselves, with no visible technology, pole, etc., holding them up. I don't know if I was laying down or standing up because there was a feeling of no gravity or downward force in any direction. I remember interacting with an entity that was human-esque but seemed to be different like a beautiful person, but they had no male or female characteristics, completely androgynous but with a very symmetrical and smooth appearance to the face and body. 
otherwise very human looking. They talked to me, but I was acutely aware that it was in my head and not out loud. It was like moments of being conscious with moments of haziness in between. I don't know how to describe it. I was aware that they were doing things to me, but I don't remember what but I do distinctly remember a piercing device they inserted just behind my ear on my right side. It went pretty deep but it didn't hurt, it just felt almost itchy for a second, and they told me they were taking a sample and depositing something that would allow them to remotely monitor me for some time. They explained that this was not the first time they had done this to me specifically and that they would continue to do so throughout my life. They also communicated to me that these beings were subjecting literally thousands of people around the world. It was a scientific study of some kind that they tried to explain to me, but I honestly don't remember the purpose. I was able to ask them a few other things in the moments of being conscious like where my sister was, and they explained she was having the same thing done to her. I asked them point blank if they were aliens, and they found it humorous and told me they were humans from the future, but I got the distinct feeling that this wasn't the truth. Again, I don't know how to describe why I thought this, it was just a different feeling when they told me this versus the other things they were saying. It felt like a lie or simplification of some kind. After some time of being out of it, I became aware that my body was bathed in blue light, and the darkness started to recede, and I was able to see the stars and the sky again. I don't know how long it was before I really understood where I was, but at some point, I sorta came to and realized I was sitting on the grass next to my sister in the neighbor's yard about 50 to 60 feet from the original spot. My sister came to almost at the same time. We both immediately looked at each other and then to the sky, and the light was gone, but the sun was coming up. It was then we realized it had been hours. We didn't really talk about what happened, we just felt the need to go inside and go to bed before we were found out and got in trouble. It was years later before I ever spoke to my sister about that night, and she remembers much less than I do. She remembers seeing the light, being blinded by it, feeling weird, then waking up beside me. To this day, she has explained it away as us just seeing a helicopter in the sky and only falling asleep because we were tired. She won't discuss it beyond that. Honestly, I had forgotten about this event until two years ago when my partner mentioned that I had this peculiar spot behind my right ear that kinda looked like a burn mark or a scar but also like a pimple or a mole. She tends to pop things and was dying for me to let her pop it. When she reminded me of it, the memories of the event flooded back into my head, and I was a bit emotional but agreed to let her mess with it. She tried to pop it but said nothing came out. To this day, it's still there and looks exactly as she describes it, part mole but also like a scar. MRIs and other scans have been done throughout the years but nothing has ever shown up so, I have no idea what it is or if anything is inside there. I try to not think of it now because although I wasn't scared at the time, it is unnerving to think about that experience. That's my story as honestly as I remember it. This riveting encounter from the early 90s raises a plethora of intriguing questions. What was the origin and purpose of the mysterious blue light in the sky? How did it move in such an uncanny manner without making any sound? Why did both the narrator and their stepsister suddenly find themselves unable to speak or move as the light approached? 
What was the nature of the place they were taken to, with hovering lights and the enigmatic androgynous entity? One might wonder about the significance of the device inserted behind the narrator's ear, and the entities claimed that they were conducting a scientific study on thousands of individuals, with a purpose that remains unclear. Was it an extraterrestrial encounter, as the narrator doubted the entity's claim of being humans from the future? The enduring mystery of this experience is further heightened by the unexplained mark behind the narrator's ear, which resurfaced in recent years. What could this mark be, and could it hold the key to unlocking the true nature of the events that unfolded that fateful night? This enigmatic account leaves us with an unsettling feeling of the unknown, echoing the narrator's own sense of unease. As we delve deeper into the details, the encounter becomes more puzzling and eerie, prompting us to wonder about the secrets it may still conceal. Vampiric High School Graduation Encounter Not too long ago, during my high school years, there was a teacher who left a lasting impression on me. Her intellect was undeniable, earning her the admiration of students and colleagues alike. Besides her sharp mind, she possessed an openness that allowed her to delve into a plethora of subjects. This particular incident transpired one evening when I had stayed behind after everyone else had gone home. Night had fallen, and the school was eerily quiet with only a few students that stayed behind. You could hear the slight echoes of conversations and laughter reverberate throughout the hallways. It was then that fate led me to an unexpected encounter with this remarkable teacher. Observing me engrossed in a book, she inquired about its contents. The tome in question happened to explore the realm of fallen angels. Intrigued by my reading choice, she initiated a conversation about beliefs and the supernatural. As the discourse unfolded, I took a leap of curiosity and asked her if she subscribed to the notion of vampires' existence. An inquiry driven by my yearning to learn whether even someone of her profound intelligence entertained such ideas. To my surprise, her response was in the affirmative. She not only believed in their existence but also affirmed their reality. This revelation motivated me to pose an even more daring question, had she ever personally encountered a true vampire, one beyond the confines of literature like Twilight or The Vampire Diaries? Her answer, tinged with a touch of mystery, recounted her son's peculiar experience. Recounting her son's fascination with vampires, she shared how he had adored dressing as one since his early years. Halloween was his favorite occasion, and he consistently manifested his love for these mythical creatures. An anecdote from his childhood involved his acquisition of toy fangs, met with his mother's cautionary words hinting at a sinister reality lurking beneath the playfulness. Little did they know that this playful exchange would foreshadow an unsettling encounter in his future. Upon his high school graduation, a night out with friends led to an unexpected chilling episode. This time, his mother's tale took on an eerie twist. The group, including her son, went out for an evening of camaraderie. Their choice of drink was soda, given her aversion to alcohol. The ambience seemed innocuous until nature called for her son. As he ventured to the restroom, an open window revealed an unexpected visitor. 
A figure draped in black, exuding an otherworldly aura. With startling agility, the stranger entered through the window. In contrast to his silent entrance, he pivoted to face her son, revealing a countenance as pale as freshly fallen snow. A disconcerting smile spread across the stranger's face, unveiling seemingly normal teeth. However, what happened next thrust her son into a realm of terror beyond his imagination. Before his eyes, the ordinary teeth underwent a grotesque transformation, elongating like a bat's fangs. As panic set in, her son's instincts took over. He retreated into the restroom stall, locking himself in. The encounter imprinted on his mind in a horrifying tableau. Fear-stricken and unable to reconcile what he had witnessed, he sought refuge in a stall and quickly locked it, shedding tears of disbelief and vulnerability. Minutes stretched into an eternity as he wrestled with the overwhelming sense of dread. Finally, summoning courage, he hesitantly unlocked and emerged from the stall, only to find the stranger had vanished without a trace. Seeking solace amongst his incredulous friends, he shared the horrifying ordeal but was met with skepticism and disbelief. When he ultimately returned home, he couldn't suppress the urge to confide in his mother, the very same teacher who had once discussed this supernatural encounter with me. As he recounted the unnerving incident, her composed demeanor crumbled, replaced by sheer terror. And with that haunting revelation, a chilling air descended upon the room, leaving me pondering the inexplicable and shrouding our environment in suspense. What lie beyond this unsettling encounter? Was it an isolated incident or the tip of a sinister iceberg? The teacher's son had come face to face with a being or some sort of creature that defied rationality, and the echoes of his encounter lingered, casting shadows on our perceptions of reality. Whenever the cold brisk air of fall makes its grand entrance every year and the advertisements and decorating of Halloween start adorning every house, I can't help but recall this chilling story. The unexpected encounter with a high school teacher who possessed a unique belief in vampires unfurls a mesmerizing tale of the supernatural. The revelation of her son's chilling experience adds a layer of eerie authenticity to the conversation. As consumers of the paranormal, we are left with a host of compelling questions. What was the origin of this sinister visitor who entered through a restroom window, leaving the teacher's son in a state of terror? Was this a singular, isolated incident? Or does it suggest a hidden world of the supernatural lurking just beyond our perception? The inexplicable nature of the encounter leaves us captivated, urging us to delve deeper into the shadows of the unknown, where reality and myth collide, casting a haunting veil over our understanding of the world. Beneath the tides, a possible humanoid sea creature. I'm not sure if this qualifies as a paranormal experience, but when I was around 11 years old, which feels like a lifetime ago, my family embarked on what would be our one and only proper vacation. Our destination was a city near the coastline, and we were lucky enough to secure a real hotel room with an ocean view, a luxury that seemed extravagant to us. As we arrived at the beach, 
however, my enthusiasm quickly turned to disappointment. The shoreline was marred by an overwhelming amount of litter, and the water emitted a distinct odor that I now recognize as formaldehyde. It appeared as though a greasy film clung to the surface of the water. Despite my reservations, my parents were determined to make the most of our inaugural beach experience, especially for my younger brother who was too small to be grossed out or, perhaps, just too captivated by the novelty of it all to care about the unsavory conditions. They urged both him and me to swim, even though I had a strong aversion to the idea. I tried to resist, inching my way back from the shoreline, but my mother's patience wore thin. Consequently, my father scooped me up and carried me into the water. The warmth of the water was uncomfortable, and the stench intensified as it engulfed me. With laughter, my father playfully tossed me into the water as if we were back at our local public pool. But my longing was to swim back to the safety of the shore. All the while, my brother had been contently splashing around in the water, seemingly unfazed by the unfavorable conditions. His innocence allowed him to relish this ocean encounter, his first. My parents, however, were so preoccupied with my reluctance that they failed to notice the silent disappearance of my brother beneath the water's surface. A scream from my mother jolted us into action, and without a second thought, my father and I plunged into the murky coastal waters, braving the foul odor and oily sheen, desperate to find him. Our search wasn't arduous. Within moments of our realization, my brother resurfaced some distance away. He recounted being pulled under but managing to swim back to the surface. With a mixture of relief and humor, my parents chalked it up to a strong undercurrent, celebrating my brother's unexpected swimming prowess at his age. Yet, I couldn't shake the fear that had taken root in me. I swam straight for the shore, tears streaming down my face as I sought refuge from the unsettling ocean. As we retreated from the beach, packing up our belongings and returning to our hotel room, I chose to keep a haunting encounter to myself. When my brother had momentarily disappeared beneath the waves, I had glimpsed something unnatural, a hand and a face. This face had possessed grey skin, sharp teeth, and vivid green eyes that fixated on me. It grinned before vanishing as quickly as it had materialized. The unsettling memory of that encounter has kept me from returning to the ocean ever since. What was this thing? A mermaid? Or some sort of oceanic cryptid? To this day, the memory of those malevolent eyes and the mysterious entity lurking beneath the waves haunts me. The ocean's enigmatic depths hold secrets that I can't fathom, and a chill runs down my spine at the thought of what else might be lurking beneath the surface. The pull of the waves remains a constant reminder of that eerie encounter, a reminder that some mysteries are better left undisturbed. This haunting encounter at the beach raises a multitude of thought-provoking questions. What was the nature of the ominous entity the narrator glimpsed beneath the water with its gray skin, sharp teeth, and intense green eyes? Was it a mere figment of imagination, or a legitimate encounter with something unknown? 
Could it have been a cryptid or even a mythical creature like a mermaid? The story's conclusion leaves us on the edge of our seats with the unsettling memory of those malevolent eyes and the enigmatic entity that vanished beneath the waves. The ocean, a symbol of boundless mystery, takes on a darker and more enigmatic aura, reminding us that some secrets may be best left untouched. In the end, we are left captivated and unnerved, pondering the unfathomable mysteries that may lurk beneath the surface of our world. Batman of Newark, New Jersey. Living in Newark, New Jersey, I've cultivated a fascination with exploring the decaying remnants of abandoned buildings. One of my most daring escapades occurred in May this year, 2023, within the desolate confines of the old Essex County Jail. Over the years, this once formidable structure had succumbed to the ravages of time its walls crumbling and its ceilings riddled with holes. Reduced to ruins, the jail now served as a transient haven, with squatters and homeless individuals occasionally finding refuge within its dilapidated walls. The desire to delve into the secrets of the forsaken jail had long been gnawing at me, and one weekend, I seized the opportunity to satiate my curiosity. Equipped with a GoPro and an undeterred spirit, I embarked on a nocturnal sojourn, determined to spend an entire night amidst the eerie remnants. The locks on the gates had been rendered obsolete, and breaches in the fences provided unhindered access. A dirt road paved the way into the enigmatic heart of the complex. As the sun waned, I traversed the dirt path, meticulously capturing exterior shots before venturing inside. My pace was unhurried. I aimed to capture the desolation that pervaded the jail's exterior. Crossing the threshold, I embarked on an exploratory journey that took me through the forgotten corridors of the jailhouse. The grim remnants were a testament to the transient inhabitants that had come and gone, leaving behind a putrid stench of decay. Eventually, I ascended to the lookout tower, seeking refuge in its relative comfort. From this vantage point, I could monitor my surroundings, my parked car serving as a beacon of safety. As nightfall descended, I settled into my sleeping bag, preparing for an uneventful night of solitude. The tranquility of the night was shattered when a loud banging resonated through the tower. Adrenaline surged through me as I grabbed my lantern, casting a revealing light on the source of the disturbance. Before me stood a colossal figure, its massive wings battering against the tower's window. The room trembled under the onslaught, the glass perilously close to shattering as the figure relentlessly hurled itself against the pane. The spectacle was nothing short of horrifying. With fiery red eyes that gleamed in the lantern's glow, the creature's black, hairy form loomed ominously. Its wings, resembling those of a bat, spanned an astonishing 15 feet, an awe-inspiring sight that defied reason. Startled by the monstrous vision before me, I instinctively bolted down the tower stairs, 
a desperate escape from the nightmarish figure. Amidst my haste, I stumbled, and the lantern slipped from my grasp, shattering as it met the steps. Darkness enveloped me, the pounding on the window ceasing. As I strained to pierce the inky blackness, the creature's wings unfurled, and with a powerful thrust, it took flight into the night, disappearing into the void. In the aftermath, I grappled with the night's horrors, my encounter a perplexing blend of the supernatural and the human. Through conversations with fellow urban explorers, a chilling legend emerged. The Batman of Newark, an enigmatic entity that seemed to be drawn to flickering light of lanterns. A macabre amalgamation of moth, bat, and human, the Batman, had been a specter that had lingered in the shadows, haunting the tales of those who dared tread into the forgotten corners of Newark. The old Essex County Jail, a relic of Newark's past, remained a canvas of haunting narratives, an unsettling testament to the mysteries that lay concealed within its ruins. In the lore of the city, the legend of the Batman endured, a harbinger of the enigmatic forces that dwell just beyond the realm of human understanding. This harrowing exploration of the old Essex County Jail in Newark, New Jersey, transports us into the world of urban exploration and a chilling encounter that defies explanation. The narrative raises numerous compelling questions. Who or what is the colossal winged figure that assaulted the lookout tower? Is it a creature of the supernatural, or does it have a more earthly origin? Is it the famed creature named the Jersey Devil, or some hybrid of two or more cryptids? What was the significance of the lantern's flickering light that seemed to attract this enigmatic Batman? As the tale unfolds, the legend of the Batman emerges, a spectral entity that elicits both fear and fascination among those who delve into the city's dark corners. The old Essex County Jail becomes a symbol of the hidden mysteries lurking within Newark's history, and the Batman serves as a haunting reminder that there are enigmatic forces beyond our comprehension. With a sense of unease and a thirst for answers, we are left captivated by the lingering presence of this cryptid in the lore of the city, beckoning them to explore the boundaries of the unknown. There will not be any crime fighting from any caped crusaders in the dark recesses of New Jersey anytime soon. The Silent Observers from the Shadows of Our Woods To provide some context, my parents reside in a remote area within the heart of the woods of Tennessee. Intriguingly, both my father and I have had a peculiar sighting of what appears to be a feathered hat of Native American origin, playfully moving about the forest. Adding to the intrigue, the land itself holds a historical significance as a former Native American trading post. This historical backdrop adds an additional layer of mystique to the surroundings. Recently, my father recalls a chilling encounter he had during the late hours, around 11.30 p.m. He had ventured out to the road to turn on the water supply and as he proceeded to do so, an unsettling series of sounds reached his ears. It was a sequence of whooping tight noises growing increasingly nearer and quicker. The cacophony was unnerving, 
and its swift approach heightened his sense of trepidation. Equally unsettling is the recurrent phenomenon my mother experiences when returning home late at night. In the vicinity of their humble abode, she often detects the unmistakable scent of wet dog permeating the air near the same area. Throughout our time here, we've become accustomed to glimpses of humanoid eye shine amidst the dense woods. These observations amplify the eerie atmosphere, suggesting a silent and curious observation from the shadows. Adding to the sense of constant presence are the owls, their hooting resonating both day and night, weaving an enigmatic backdrop to our surroundings. As these unexplained events unfold, I'm left with an unsettling feeling that my parents might be the subject of some form of targeted attention. Maybe a kind of hunting, though the nature of the hunter remains elusive. Could these uncanny experiences be linked to cryptids that exist at the intersection of the natural and supernatural? The phenomenon of the Native American feather hat beckons thoughts of residual energy or spiritual connections to the past. The land's history as a trading post could provide a bridge between the past and the present, where echoes of some sort of Native American presence linger. The enigmatic whoop-whoop-whoop sounds elude easy explanation. While mundane sources could contribute to such noises, the mounting intensity and proximity suggest something out of the ordinary. Tales of cryptids often involve distinct vocalizations, and it's intriguing to consider whether these sounds might be linked to such beings. The recurring scent of wet dog near a particular area aligns intriguingly with descriptions of the dogman, a cryptid often associated with wilderness regions. Could this be a sign of its presence, or might it be something else entirely tied to the forest's mysteries? The humanoid eye shine and constant owl hooting add layers of curiosity. Eye shine often accompanies tales of elusive forest-dwelling creatures, while owls have held significant symbolism in many cultures. Could these elements be part of a larger, interconnected narrative? As these pieces fall into place, the sense of my parents being watched or pursued persists creating an atmosphere of tension that begs for resolution. In this remote wooded enclave, the lines between the known and the unknown blur, leaving us to ponder the nature of the unseen forces that surround us. There are indeed inexplicable phenomena in the Tennessee woods that paint a vivid picture of a haunting environment where the boundaries between the natural and the supernatural intertwine. The recurring sightings of a Native American feathered hat playfully moving about the forest and cryptic vocalizations that grow increasingly near, reminiscent of cryptid legends, leave us with a series of puzzling questions. What might be the connection between these occurrences and the land's historical significance as a Native American trading post? Are these manifestations rooted in residual energy or spiritual ties to the past? The recurrent scent of wet dog and the presence of humanoid eye shine raise further complex possibilities, invoking thoughts of cryptids like the Dogman and other elusive forest-dwelling creatures like Bigfoot, also named Sasquatch, or in the south, the Skunk Ape. The constant hooting of what might be owls adds to the eerie ambience, leaving us to wonder about their symbolic significance and potential role in this interconnected narrative. As the unsettling feeling of targeted attention persists, the mystery deepens, beckoning for further exploration and understanding. The woods of Tennessee become a stage for a dark dramatic scenario that blurs the lines between reality and the unknown, 
leaving many to contemplate the nature of the presence that watches from the shadows. Unspoken Encounter The Night of the Enigmatic Object This is the first time I ever tried to open up about this. The first time telling anyone outside the family. I'm leaving out a date and location and some other details because I'm still scared of what might happen with it publicly, I guess. During the summer before 8th grade, two of my friends and I snuck out at midnight to go walk around the neighborhood and visit some girls on the next block who were having a sleepover. We turned a corner in our neighborhood, and there was this huge black blimp-shaped thing in the sky. It resembled the pictures of the Hindenburg, but was bigger than that, and it seemed as close, if not closer, than we had anticipated. It was completely silent, and the size of at least four to five football fields across. No exaggeration. We stared at it, entranced, asking each other over and over again if we saw it, which we all agreed that we did standing there, frozen in one place. It was like black polished gunmetal, with no lights, no sound, no anything. It was just hovering there. Then, I don't know what happened, but time clearly jumped. The next thing I remember is that the craft or ship or government experiment, whatever the hell it was, just disappeared. And there was a tiny glowing white barbell-looking thing in the sky, seemingly falling slowly to earth with wisps of smoke coming off it. After that, two brand new black trucks with silver gearboxes on the back, like F-150s or S-10s, came speeding down the street, going about 70 plus miles per hour in a residential, 25 miles per hour neighborhood. Then after that, I remember walking home to one of my friend's houses to sleep over, and passing out. At that point it was like 5 or 6 a.m., and the sun was coming up. We all made a promise to tell my dad in the morning because he worked for the city, but we never did. I don't know what happened later in life to one of my friends who was there, but the other, my best friend, made an unspoken pact to never talk about it. I don't know why we did that. We all grew up together, and I eventually lost touch with him too. We did reconnect over Facebook and such over the years, but it was like there was something between us that neither of us wanted to touch on or talk about. Looking back on it now, there's no way we could have been the only ones to see it in our area. It wasn't that late at night, and it was over a heavily populated suburb of a major city. The idea of this has always scared me more than any possible abduction scenario. Were there others? Are we all voluntarily suffering a sort of collective amnesia? I've thought about hypnosis, but that scares me too. Plus, I'm not sure if I trust the results. I was just a kid then, and I'm not sure if I could trust the hypnotist either. What I do know, again, is that there's no way it was just the three of us who saw it. We're talking about a huge thing hovering in the sky directly above hundreds of houses, just after midnight on a summer weekend night. But there was nothing on the news, nothing in the paper, nothing on TV, and no words were spoken about it again ever by anyone. An encounter with an airborne object that's initially hovering in place leaves us with an array of perplexing questions. What was the colossal black blimp-shaped object that the narrator and their friends witnessed 
And why did it appear in the quiet of the night with no sound or lights? The inexplicable time jump and the transformation into a small glowing object in the sky add to the enigma, leaving us to wonder about the nature of this phenomenon. The sudden appearance of black trucks speeding through the neighborhood and the subsequent decision by the friends to remain silent about the incident raise more questions. Why did they make this pact to never talk about what they had witnessed? Could there be a larger collective amnesia at play with others in the area also having seen the same thing. The narrative's conclusion should leave you paranormal fiends captivated and unnerved, pondering the possibility that a significant number of people may have shared this encounter, but a shroud of silence has enveloped the incident. The lingering sense of unease and the absence of public information about the event evoke a profound mystery that beckons for further exploration and understanding. Interesting indeed. Sunbathing Werewolf, a daytime sighting. My family and I reside in Central Florida, and at the time of the incident, we were living in East Orlando. I'm the type of person who likes to do things the exact same. One would say I'm patternistic or habitual in nature. It's very possible that I might be autistic, and that autism for sure runs in the family because of my approach to things. 1973 is when I was born and autism wasn't even a thing talked about growing up in New York City. On a personal note, two of my three children are on the autism spectrum with Asperger's syndrome. My reason for opening my experience this way is because on this day, I decided to veer from my normal routine which is extremely rare. When I go to work or come home from work, I take the exact same route drive pretty much in the same lanes and never really deviate from my path to and from work. This experience happened early this year, 2023, around the end of April or early May. So on my way home from work, early evening, the sun still out and shining bright, I ran into some serious traffic. The city had been doing construction to many of the driving lanes for about two weeks and that caused me to get home later than I wanted to. The driving lane started at four lanes, then became three lanes then down to two lanes, causing increased traffic which caused me to grow increasingly impatient. Realization came to me as one of the streets coming up ahead was named Dean Road, so I hatched an idea to skip through traffic. I was familiar with another side road named Buck Road that was off of Dean Road and was frequently used as a shortcut to cut through traffic. So I made a right on Dean, but realized someone else had the same idea as this vehicle ahead of me, was about 15 to 20 car lengths in front and about to make a left hand turn on Buck Road. Following, I made the same upcoming left about 10 seconds after this gold cream looking vehicle took the exact same route and now we're both on Buck Road about to cut in front of a ton of traffic that was clogging up University BOVD. As I'm driving, heading for Rouse Road, the main street I live on, about five to six miles from where this incident happened, the car ahead of me starts to slow down. Then all of a sudden, the vehicle takes off at a rapid, alarming pace. 
My first thoughts were, did this person get distracted by something like their phone? Possibly they were messing with it. Or maybe the passenger distracted them and it caused the driver to slow down. Observing this, I was approaching the same spot where the cream possibly gold vehicle had slowed down. Something made me look toward the right of my car and out the passenger side window. In the opening of a swampy-like area was this big cinnamon-colored object. Mind you, my car was traveling at about 35 to 40 miles an hour and climbing in speed, so this experience lasted 6 to 7 seconds at the most. As I'm looking at this object, I couldn't help but focus on a few things in such a short period of time. The first thing was the pointed teeth or fangs of this thing. Seemed to me like this was done on purpose. Sort of like a warning to not stop my car to investigate further. Not like I would ever do that anyway. Next, I noticed the color of the fur or hair. Cinnamon in color and not long, but not short either with the sun gleaming off parts of it. The ears were pointed upwards with what looked like tiny hairs at the tip, and I saw what could be claws or nails on what looked like hands and not paws. This creature was standing, slightly bent over in a crouching-like position. I wasn't able to see the lower torso, but I knew it was tall and wide. My vehicle is a Nissan Sentry which is low to the ground and I had to look up at this beast staring back at me with a ton of thoughts going through my head. Was this a tree stump? Was someone in this area playing a prank and made a fake creature looking object? Or the conclusion my mind ultimately came up with? A werewolf or a dogman? As I was focused on this creature of sorts, the thought of the vehicle I was following also crossed my mind. It seemed like it could be significantly ahead of me, but since my attention was captured by this monstrosity, thoughts of possibly crashing and rear-ending the vehicle and halting my forward motion took center stage immediately. If there was an accident, that would put both the occupant or occupants and myself in danger if we had to stop with this thing still lurking out there. Fortunately, the vehicle was gone and I then proceeded to make the rest of my way home. There was an internal battle with what I had just experienced, many questions flooding through my mind. Was my mind playing tricks on me? Why did I feel the need to look over to the right side of my car instead of just focusing on the road ahead of me? Are there actual werewolves or dogmen in Florida? I know in other states like Michigan, Ohio, and Pennsylvania, to name a few, have a history of these types and many more creatures. Skunk Ape, which is one of the names given to a Sasquatch or Bigfoot, is known in the Deep South and has existed in states like Florida, but not werewolves or dogmen. There was a former co-worker of mine who had told me of an eerie encounter with a strange creature one night outside of Ocala National Park. They described it as looking like a deformed deer and they thought it could be an emaciated bear, but a thought of a werewolf never crossed their mind initially. I was told this thing walked out of a swampy area and crossed the street in front of their vehicle. Once the headlights hit this thing, it revealed what looked like a huge bipedal wolf. They then told me that this creature crossed and disappeared into the swampy brush on the other side. So, it's extremely possible that Florida is holding more secrets to the paranormal than we're led to believe. 
Once I got home after my incident, the experience dominated my thoughts. But I've had so many other weird experiences my whole life, I just notched it up to another one of my paranormalities. Why me? Did the car ahead of me see the same thing I did? That area near the University of Central Florida is dense with swampy areas mixed in with a dense population. It's quite possible that there are things lurking in those patches of dense, swampy forest-like areas. Now, even more than ever, I keep my eyes peeled waiting for the next incident to happen. For those who aren't aware what these creatures are, here's a definition for clarification. Werewolves and dogmen are cryptids often associated with myths and legends of shape-shifting creatures resembling wolves or dog-human hybrids. While these creatures are more commonly associated with regions like Europe and North America, including the Great Lakes region, there have been some reported sightings and local legends of similar creatures in the state of Florida. Now that you know, be aware of your surroundings and keep your eyes peeled as well. In the heart of Central Florida, the individual's rigid routine takes an unexpected turn, revealing a world where the patterns of everyday life blur into the realm of the unexplained. As they recount their harrowing experience on an ordinary drive home, the description of this unknown creature with cinnamon-colored fur and pointed teeth captivates the imagination. Was it a mere trick of the mind or something truly supernatural? The moment of confrontation leaves the narrator with a profound question. Are there, in fact, werewolves or dogmen lurking in the Florida shadows? With an intriguing reference to a former co-worker's uncanny encounter outside Ocala National Park, the possibility of hidden secrets in the Sunshine State begins to unfurl. The tale leaves us with an odd sense of anticipation, waiting for the next incident to happen and questioning the boundaries of what we believe to be possible in the mysterious corners of Florida's landscape. Could there be more paranormalities concealed within the state's dense, swampy areas? As we contemplate the existence of these cryptids, we're reminded that the world is full of uncharted mysteries, and one never knows what might emerge from the shadows in the next chapter of this enigmatic journey. Good night, y'all. Thank you for joining us on this spine-tingling journey through the unknown. We hope you've been thoroughly entertained by the chilling tales and unbelievable experiences shared. Our exploration of the supernatural is far from over. We have more experiences, mysteries, and unearthly encounters to uncover in the future. So, be sure to return for more spine-tingling episodes. And for those who want to carry a piece of our paranormal world with them, Check out our exclusive merchandise at www.etsy.com forward slash shop forward slash Arise Creation 73. That's the number seven and the number three. 
Also, check out more Arise Creations Productions material on other various platforms, including Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcast, BitChute, plus our RSS feed. We are also on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, aka X. You can find all the necessary links in the description. Please don't forget to subscribe, like, and share. There are numerous ways to support which fuels our quest for the unexplained. You can purchase merchandise as stated before, or donate by clicking on the Buy Me A Coffee link in the description. Anything helps. Until next time, my paranormal fiends, stay curious and keep your flashlight ready. Once again, this is My Paranormality. We'll be waiting for you on the other side. <laughs>